EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Featuring special guest actor, Bonnie DeForest. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City. Our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, our musical guest is the band Milk Weed. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now, Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, I am devastated. My partner of 15 years has cheated on me. We'd had a fight a short while ago, and he suggested we see other people. I asked him if he meant back-to-back relations, and he avoided the topic. Well, I found out that he'd had intimate physical relations with a woman from his employment. He apologized, said he loved me and me alone, quit his job so he would never come across her again. Granny Ada, I am beside myself. He cheated on me with a woman! We are gay. What does this really mean? Is he tired of me? My male gender? Does he prefer women and is sorry he's been with a man for 15 years? I don't know what to think and I am very lost. What should I do? Signed, Restless. Dear Breastless, how delightful. Cheating on you is bad enough. But a gay man cheating with a woman is a little complicated. Keep in mind, dear, he quit his job because he loves you and he wants to make amends. Cheating is always complicated. This is not any different. He broke his vow of trust and has to earn it back. Definitely go to counseling. Try to find a counselor who understands your particular situation. If your relationship is worth saving for the both of you, you'll have to forgive eventually. 
Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh my, this is so nice. So Beulah, I know you were emotionally distraught last week. How are you doing? Better breathe, much better. I'm glad to hear it. I decided I had two choices. Either I can dwell on the fact that my son Polly and my ex-boyfriend Bobby are getting married next month in Florence, Italy, or accept it. And after a few bottles of champagne, I have decided to accept it. I'm proud of you, Beulah. Why, thank you, Bree. It is fortuitous, after all. You are going to be in Europe by that time. I know, I know. There's so many things to be done. Did you know that Florence has marketing packages for weddings? I never really thought of it. Oh, yes. These companies take care of everything from the translator right down to the ceremony and the honeymoon. Wow, I'm impressed. Yes, I guess. So, I guess I will need to go find a mother of the groom gown. Do you want me to go shopping with you? Oh, that would be marvelous, dear. I need a woman's opinion. Do you know my ex-husband Leon's girlfriend offered to go shopping with me? Charlene? Yes, Charlene. She's not going to the wedding, is she? Unfortunately, my Leon insists she comes. We're just one big happy family. <laughs> Italy has no idea what they're up for. You got that right. Well, at least Leon is happy for our son, Paulie. That's great. He said he wasn't surprised at all. Saw that Bobby and Paulie are getting along right from the get-go. Well, after Paulie punched Bobby in the abs. Yes, after that and his sprained wrist. Oh, well, my date and Bobby took a turn, that's for sure. So, um, Beulah, what's in that box? Oh, I almost forgot about this. Actually, Bree, you have no idea what a great introduction you just gave for this recipe. I have no idea. What do you mean? <laughs> well, this is one of my signature dishes. It's called, are you ready? Beulah's Asian Sake Tuya Salad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that was great timing. <laughs> Oh, it looks amazing. Look at all that vibrant color. Purple, orange, yellow. And I bought this. How beautiful. To my listening audience, what Beulah has taken out is a picture of the most colorful... Is this sangria? Mm-hmm. Sangria with sliced oranges and mint? Yes, dear. It is another one of my favorites. It's a ginger and orange sake sangria. Add a little mint for color and a fresh hit of flavor. I brought some long fluted glasses and have dipped the rim of the glasses with sugar. Here's to you, dear. Mmm, this is so refreshing. The blend with the sake and the orange is incredible. Now I can taste a little ginger, but I don't see it in the glass. That's because I strained the ginger. Oh, I see. Now taste the noodle salad. Mm. Oh, my. This is amazing. Wow. 
again, the sake really does make this noodle salad wonderful. And what a great idea adding chopped oranges into the salad. I love oranges in spicy food. It gives the flavor a nice balance. I think I'll have another bite. I brought dishes if you want to just eat an entire serving. This early? Honey, there's nothing better than cold spaghetti in the morning with some sake sangria. <laughs> But, Fula, the show... Oh, the show is going fine. Now sit down and eat. Then later we can go shopping for my dress. Uh, do you think on this occasion I should wear white? I think you should ask Polly and Bobby. They are the decision makers. Beulah, we'll pass my dish. Mm. Mm. Well, folks, this time we're both sitting down on a high note. You, too, can enjoy Beulah's Asian sake tuya salad with sake orange and ginger sangria. This and all of Beulah's recipes are yours to make on our KB Cabaret app. You can download it right from our site at kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Or go directly to Google Play, iTunes, or Amazon app and download today. Beulah, you outdid yourself again. Are you kidding me? Now, don't be upset. I'm just relaying the message. Apartment 29's faucet is dripping. Yes, ma'am. So what is he doing about it? He's waiting for the work order. Are you kidding me? Ma'am, you said that already. Okay, fine. So what should I say that will make a difference? Uh, you can write up the work order. I have written the same work order for Jerry three times already. How many times does he have to read, Fix the frickin' faucet in apartment 29? It has been dripping for over two weeks. I know. He says he's busy. Busy? Overloaded with work, he said. He has one apartment to paint and a couple of toilet flappers to replace. That's overextended? Ugh. I'm going upstairs. Apartment 15. That's the paint job. I know, but thanks. Jerry? Jerry! Ah! Oh, you, know, you startled me. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I disturbing your sleep? I wasn't sleeping. I was taking a power nap. A power nap? A power nap? Jerry, it is 10.30 in the morning. You just clocked in a little over two hours ago. Yeah, well, you understand. No, I do not understand. As a matter of fact, I would say I am less than understanding, and at this point I am about to burst. Have you ever thought about taking anger management courses? Jerry! Yes? I am up here because for the umpteenth time we have received complaints of a simple faucet drip in apartment 29. Oh, apartment 29. Yes, Jerry, apartment 29. We have written up several work orders for that particular dripping faucet now, and yet still it is not fixed. Could you please tell me why, Jerry? Mm, why what? 
why you have not gone up to apartment 29 to fix the leaky faucet. It's, it's a little difficult to explain. Try me. You see, the number 29 gives me bad vibes. Excuse me? 29 is bad. Why, Jerry? Why is the number 29 bad? Well, you see, when I turned 29 a few years ago, it was the beginning of the end. I was going to turn 30, and my duo decade was almost finished. Your duo decade? Finished. Kaput. Gone. Wow. I'm listening to you, and yet I am not interested. You don't understand. It's karma. Kismet. No, it's crazy. Jerry, you are not doing your job. Uh, yes, I am. I'm painting this apartment. You were sleeping. Power nap. Whatever. Besides, I only see a quarter of one wall painted. Art cannot be rushed. It's a wall, Jerry. An apartment wall. Yeah, your point? My point, Jerry, is that I think we have a problem. Yeah, you're right. I think we do have a problem. You have anger issues. Anger issues? That's right. And I think we need to call the owners of the building. Why would we want to involve the owners, Jerry? We can handle this perfectly by ourselves. Well, I think they should be involved. After all, I've been working here for over seven years, and you've only been here for one. That's right, because all the other managers have been fired, Jerry, for not doing their jobs. That's right. What are you saying, Jerry? They weren't doing their jobs. Neither are you. You're just mean, and I'm reporting you like I did the others. Reporting me? Seriously? That's right. Yep. We obviously have a problem. No, there's no problem. Are you sure? I'm sure. There is no problem. Well then, fine. You know, I'm glad we had this little talk. Cleared the air. Hey, have a nice day. Well, did you talk to him? Yes. And? Call a plumber, Mo. Huh? You can't fix karma, Mo. You can't fix karma. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby, a pull-out sofa and a friend named Bobby, too. I am so pleased to have the group Milkweed on our show. Jackie Colombo, Joey Alston, and Peter Lister. And I love this song, Hotel Room. Tell me a little bit about it before I play it. We have a little music video for that. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's my favorite. I love it. We, um, we're calling it the bathroom sessions. And so when we made the video, we actually we recorded it in our bathroom. Uh-huh. And Pete is in the tub playing bass, and I'm sitting on top of the toilet, and Joe is standing up. And uh, it's a really great video. It's on our YouTube page. And it's also a song about what we're doing right now. I mean, we don't stay in hotel rooms often, but we're on the road, and um, that song definitely speaks about our road life. All right, so let's listen to Hotel Room. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby, a pull-out sofa and a friend named Bobby, two plastic cups and a tub of ice. Man, living on the road sure is nice. When you get home, all you got is a two-dollar bill. A poor old Frank, you got the fill the tank. Can't get far without raising the bar. It fills you up and it drains you of all your dreams. A sports bar, sports car, twinkle, twinkle, little star of fire. 
there on the side of the new Jersey Turnpike. Well, everybody's got a life, but not everybody turns it on. And I just got home, but I'm thinking about moving on. Outshine the world even though they're dead Nobody said that I'd get this far without dying along the way So say it in your mind Just say it in your mind Cause I'm sick of words taking up all my time Ain't it fine to be free of the night you keep calling me Breaks out fine, but the engine shouted. It's Monday night, there ain't much to play. But I'm a dying man with a lot to say. So move over, I'll make a seat at the foot of the bed. We'll order room service, get some wine, some fish, and some bread. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby. A pull out sofa and a friend named Bobby. Two plastic cups and a tub of ice. Man, living on a road sure is nice When you get home, all you got is a two-dollar bill When you get home, all you got is some hearts to fill When you get home, all you got is some time to kill Hello, boys and girls! Hi, Hi Uncle Bob. Bob! How's everyone doing today? My daddy says if he were doing any better, he'd be two people. Now that would be something, eh, kids? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a story, Uncle Bob. Would you like to hear a story? Sure would. Ah, uh, does everyone want to hear a story? Yeah, Uncle Bob. Are you sure? Oh, please, Uncle Bob. Wow, all righty then. Now, shh, you have to be real quiet. Okay. Several years ago, when Uncle Bob had no place to stay, he used to live under the bleachers at the Mets baseball stadium. After each game, when all the fans had gone home and the stadium crew had left for the night, he would crawl out from under the stands, go into the equipment shed, and pull out his Lazy Boy recliner to sit out in right field so he could watch TV on the Jumbotron. Ooh, awesome! But if Uncle Bob wanted to change channels and see a different movie... He had to get up and walk all the way over to the back of the Jumbotron, climb four flights of stairs, unscrew the huge access panel door, and then short-circuit two wires to do it. After a while, Uncle Bob finally got smart and bought himself a universal remote control so he didn't have to do any of that ever again. This allowed Uncle Bob to relax, eat snacks, and doze off every now and then especially during the commercials, without ever having to leave his recliner. Because no one should ever have to get up and out of their chair to change a channel, right, boys and girls? No. no! Well, Uncle Bob didn't have to get out of his chair anymore, and this made Uncle Bob very happy. Now, who thinks Uncle Bob should be happy? Me! Me! 
Now that's what I'm talking about. Now, is everyone ready to hear the rest of the story? Yes. Okay. Now, where was I? Oh yes, I remember. One night, when Uncle Bob was watching The Walking Dead on the jumbotron, he felt an eerie wind blowing in from the east during the fourth commercial. At first, he didn't think anything of it, but all of a sudden, a huge gust of wind whipped across the infield and blew his bowl of popcorn clean off the armrest, whisking the beer from his hand and almost knocking him over too. Uncle Bob started to get scared, and as he looked up to the sky, he saw an angry red cloud hovering silently over third base. Hmm, he said to himself, that does not look good. Just then, a bolt of lightning flew from the angry cloud, striking home plate, leaving a hole in the ground the size of a large dog where home base used to be. Uncle Bob sensed he should leave immediately to seek the safe shelter below Section 34, Row 10, Seat 11. But he knew The Walking Dead would be back on soon, and he didn't want to miss a single second of it because it was the season finale. What did he do, Uncle Bob? Well, Uncle Bob didn't do anything. He didn't know what to do. Then, out of the blue, another bolt of lightning burst from the angry red cloud, shooting straight across the left field, crashing head-on into the tall light cluster that illuminates the center field warning track. It exploded into a supernova of a million falling stars. Light canisters dangled, sparking wires violently flung from side to side as it searched for a helpless victim. The pole itself even caught fire and began to topple towards right field where Uncle Bob was glued to his lazy boy recliner. He couldn't move. Uncle Bob was frozen with fear as he watched the gigantic metal sparkler veer straight towards him. Whining and moaning, creaking and snapping. If Uncle Bob didn't move fast, he was sure to die. Uncle Bob had to move fast. His life depended on it. But he couldn't. It was too late. All he could do was cover his head with his hands and hope for the best. The lights came crashing down upon and around him. The sound deafened him as his life passed before his eyes. Then, in an instant, the sound had disappeared. And when he looked around, he found that he had survived, unscathed and unmarked by what surely should have killed him. Uncle Bob breathed a sigh of relief and took a moment to realize just how lucky he had been. Suddenly, breaking the silence of his meditative thoughts, he looked up to see the angry red cloud landing on the ground next to the twisted pile of what was almost certain death. It slammed into the ground, letting go a tremendous boom! Moments later, to Uncle Bob's surprise... An unearthly creature crawled from the illuminous scarlet fog, clawing its way through the tangled web of wires and sharp, jagged aluminum splinters, inching closer and closer until finally coming to rest near the feet of Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob couldn't breathe. His heart, pounding so hard, was ready to burst. He couldn't take his eyes off this grotesque, slimy little thing as it sat motionless, a mere touch away. The creature suddenly coils back and lets out a blood-curdling screech so loud it could break glass. Then, yeah, it lunged forward, grabbing hold of Uncle Bob's leg, digging its claws in so deep as if it were never letting go. What happened next, Uncle Bob? Why, he pulled it, just like I'm pulling yours. 
Well, kids, did you like the story? Yeah, yeah, Uncle Bob. That was the best story we've ever heard. Really? Really. Look at your leg. Ah, you kids. <laughs> Yay. Yay. See you next time. I am so pleased to have you on our show. So tell me how Milkweed, the group, got together. I believe, Jackie, you're the one who originally founded this group. I actually started Milkweed with um, Claire Byrne from Driftwood. Milkweed was just a duo. It was just her and I. Um, She played mandolin and fiddle, and I played guitar. And we sang, and we did mainly covers. And we brought Beth Greenberg from The Falconers. Uh Um, She started playing with us. and then we wanted another lead guitar player, and we uh, we had asked Joe to play with us. And then, you know, Claire and Beth both got busy with other bands, and that was when um, we reached out to Peter, and now we're the, a trio. Now, this next selection that we're going to be hearing is called Night Flowers. Joey, you were telling me a very interesting story how this song came about. Well, the story is that I like to go out and drink. And in the summer, on my way home from the bar, I tend to walk through the uh, rich side of town, and I occasionally steal away into other people's gardens, and I steal their flowers. In Binghamton. It's like a uh, low-level Robin Hood. No, I I, I bring them home to Jackie. That's the idea. (laughs) I love it. Let's listen to Night Flowers.
with you tonight I'm coming home with you tonight I'm coming home with you tonight We could read books upon the battle life We could read books upon the battle life We could read books upon the battle life I'm giving up on everything bad I got no time for the terrible sad I'm gonna steal all the flowers in the world In this lazy world In this bright black world In this world Romantic, sitting in the park enjoying our ice cream cones. You know, baby, these last few months since we met have been the best of my life. Oh, honey, you're so romantic. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you, so there's a question I want to ask. Yes? Would you... Would you... Yes? Yes? Uh, uh, ah! Ah! Ice cream headache! can I do? Oh, kill no. me! Kill me! Make the pain no, go honey, away! I'm dying! Just, hold on, hold on. It'll go away soon. No, this is the end. It's yes, over. It's okay. My head is exploding. Call 911. Call the just, priest. Sh- Call my mother. Hold on. Everything will be okay. Just just wait a minute. Oh, oh God. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, that was so scary. Damn. 
I didn't think I was going to make it. No more ice cream for me. Oh, I'm so glad that's over. Now, what were you going to ask me? Well, you know, I, I wrote everything down in this letter. Maybe it would be better if you just read it yourself. Oh, there you go again, being so romantic. <laughs> ah! Ow! Ow! What? Paper cut! Oh, help me. Oh, it hurts. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Let me kiss it. That'll no, make it feel better. No, go away. Don't touch me. Oh, my finger's going to fall off. I've never been in such pain. Oh, no, baby. Oh, Hold on. It's not that bad. No. I'm here for you. No. Okay. It's better now. Oh, I hate paper cuts. Oh, this has been a tough day for both of us. Maybe we should just kiss. <laughs> okay. You're so romantic. Ow! Ouch! Ouch! Oh, it hurts! Ow! 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 What's the matter with you? Can't you watch what you're doing? Me? It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that big nose of yours. You're always hurting me with that big nose. Big nose? You're always bumping into me with that big butt. Big butt? I don't hear you complaining when we're on the floor and my big butt is getting rug burn. Rug burn? You give me heartburn. Heartburn? You give me heartache. I got athlete foot in your shower. I got food poisoning from your pork chops. Constipation. Diarrhea. Tennis elbow. Uh, STD. Ice cream. Get your ice cream. You want to get some more ice cream? Oh, honey, you're so romantic. <laughs> At the mall. Hey. 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 You know Sam? No. Sam? This is Sam and Sam. Hey, hey Sam. Sam. So, how's stuff? Oh, you know, same old stuff. Yeah, I had some stuff going on last week. Yeah? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I had some bad stuff going on, too. Then I had Sam, my lawyer, get in on it. He took care of my stuff. Who, Sam? Yeah, Sam always takes care of my legal stuff. Sam's good with stuff like that. Yeah, love Sam. Good stuff. Hey, guys. Hey, hey Sam. Sam. See, you bought a lot of stuff. Yeah, they had some stuff on sale in the mall. Not that I really need anything. <laughs> I have so much stuff. <laughs> you and me both. I have stuff coming out of the rafters. Yeah, say, that reminds me, Sam. You borrowed some stuff from me last week. When are you planning on giving it back? Oh, jeez, completely forgot about your stuff. I got so much stuff going on, I lost track of your stuff, Sam. I'll get the stuff back to you tomorrow. Okay, Sam. Thanks. My wife wants to get back together with you soon. Did she call you? Oh, yeah. Your wife, Sam, called two days ago. We talked about getting out to grab a bite. We talked about different stuff for hours. Do any of you want to finish this hot dog? I'm stuffed. Ah, uh, no, no thanks, no, Sam. Uh -uh. No, no. Oh, boy. This weather's going to get to me. I'm so tired and stuff. Lots of stuff in the air. Yeah, I know. My nose is stuffed. They got the stuff on the market, Sam, where you can rinse the stuff out of your nose. Yeah, I use that stuff. You should see all the stuff that comes out. Oh, gross. Yeah, maybe I'll try that stuff. Great. It really is great stuff. Well, I gotta go. So much stuff to do. Bye, Sam. Sam. I'll come with you, Sam. Help me carry out some of this stuff. Sure, Sam. Bye, Sam. 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 Bye, Sam. Don't do any stuff I wouldn't do. Not to worry. I infrequently indulge in decadent activities. 
I favor to live a simple life without excessive tribulations. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, no worries. I'll stick to safe stuff. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, good. And so we commence with Sam's and stuff. That was pretty good stuff. Peter, tell me a little bit about the song Charlie. Why did you name it Charlie? What's it about? I had a good friend in, in Binghamton named Charlie, and the song's not really about him, but I do love his name, and it kind of represents a sort of character in Binghamton, kind of the, uh, the nutty characters on Main Street. The song is about um, people on the street, okay. really. They're just characters, and as you know, Binghamton is chock full of characters. So let's listen to Charlie. My friend Charlie's a good old friend. I tried his hand with the railroad man. Sometimes one, sometimes two. Takes all day just to get to you. Say, hold on, little buddy. I say, hold on, little buddy. I say, hold on, little buddy. I say, hold on, little buddy. Hold on. My friend Charlie's got a lot to lose with a rusty spanner and a bottle of booze. It takes one to know one to know when it's right. We always meet a lad in the thick of the night. Say, hold on. I say, hold on, little buddy. I say, hold on, little buddy. I say, hold on, little buddy. Hold on, let's get funky. Astros has spent the last six months spectacularly failing at a reunion, fighting all the same demons that made them break up in the first place. What misguided venture will they try next? How bad can it get? Well, pretty bad. <sighs> Don't you just love it here on the lake? We spent the last part of our advance to rent this boat. 
so we can all get together and finally drown all our grievances in the water. I have a lot of grievances. You sure this lake is big enough for all of them? Speaking of drowning our grievances, I brought a bottle of champagne for us to start drowning with. Danny, that was so nice. See, Dad, Danny's not so bad after all. You're the one who's been calling him a two-timing egotistical snake for the past six weeks. I always sort of liked snakes. Never mind. I'm filling everyone's glass. I'm going to drink to our success. May we find artistic integrity. May we score lots of chicks. Damn it, Danny. Now chug your champagne and throw your glass in the lake. Zeke, you idiot. I didn't say to throw the whole bottle in the lake. Sorry. I guess I got caught up in the celebration of the moment. Okay, Dad, let's get started. Get out your guitar. Play us your latest new riff. I didn't bring my guitar. What? Why would you come to a band meeting without your guitar? I thought we were going to air out our differences, out here in the air. I don't need my guitar to let Danny know how much of a lecherous, washed-up weasel he is. I already know what you think of me. You put it on Facebook. That's because you went on my Facebook page and shared a link to the Rock and Roll Rehab Center. It's not your Facebook page. Everything you write shows up in my timeline, so it belongs to all of us. I can't believe how all that illicit sex and drugs made you so incredibly stupid. Stop it! I didn't get you all out here to have an argument about Facebook. If Facebook was around when we were together, we probably would have broken up. We did break up, dummy. Danny, you broke us up with your self-absorbed prima donna obnoxiousness. Yeah, you're a jerk, too. Don't get so high and mighty, Corey. I seem to remember we had to cancel that gig in Jamaica because you were too busy puking in the dressing room. That's because you bought the bogus ganja weed. It turned out to be rat poison. Didn't hurt me. This isn't helping, guys. We've been through this laundry list a million times. Yeah, this drowning of the grievance and stuff sure is fun. Just like drowning. Oh no. This horrible day just got worse. It's Moonbeam. What the hell does that leech want? It's coming on a raft. Anyone have a BB gun? Ahoy, fellow citizens of the cosmic existence. We're floating timelessly on the lake, just as we once floated in the moon. Everything is peaceful, coexisting in the fetal stew of life. I'm entitled to 5% of that champagne. Have it sent to my house or you're here for my attorney. Get out of here, you parasite. Danny, start the engine and see if we can make a wake strong enough to push her raft away. Yeah, finally something we can work on together. That's the band I remember. Kindred spirits fighting together to drown our common enemy. Reminds me of the night in the hotel pool with Johnny Rot. Hey! What are you guys doing? My raft is gonna capsize! <laughs> <laughs> you like being 5% of our wake? 
You yeah. want some more? I don't hear those annoying finger symbols anymore. Great job, guys. Yeah. Are we a band again? Hey. Let's hear it for the Brass Astros! Hey, Astros! Wait, what do you mean you spent the rest of our advance running this boat? I never got my cut. We need another meeting! So this is your new office, and you've seen the copy room. Let me take you over to the break room. Okay. Now in this break room you have a coffee and tea maker, a toaster, microwave, and refrigerator. <laughs> you know, all the things necessary for a break. <laughs> Just around the corner here. Oh no, it's slow-talking Steiger. Huh? huh? What? Who? Our boss, Paul Steiger. Oh, I haven't met him yet. Hey, he's cute. You said he talks slow? You have no idea. Let's try to go by. Maybe he didn't see us. Anne? Oh, <laughs> Paul, hi. Hi. New friend? Oh, new recruit. This is Mia. Mia is our new field's operator assistant. This is Paul. Paul Steiger, your boss. Well? I am a little nervous. That's nice. Excuse me? He was, um, saying it's nice to have you as our new assistant. Oh, why, thank you. You're welcome. Bye, Paul. Oh, Anne. <sighs> yes? I hate to bother you, but regarding the Dostnanovich account, there seems to be some discrepancies in the receivable goods column. I guess he does not know which column to put his goods into. Does he? <laughs> Get it? Does Nanovich? Does not know which. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, uh, forward the document over to me. I'll look it over. Bye, Paul. Bye. Nice meeting you, Paul. Doss not know which column to put his goods into. Doss he... Dostoyanovich. Oh, oh, that is so clever. Doss not know which column to put his goods into. Dossie. <laughs> nice going, Mia. I'm a hundred years old. Let's go. A few months later. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Anne. Getting coffee? Yes, you want some? Sure. Ah, oh, that's good. Good. Needed to get away from all the commotion. <laughs> More so than usual. Yeah. And you haven't heard the news, have you? What news? Our boss Steiger is marrying the woman who works as an assistant in field operations. What? Slow-talking Steiger is marrying Mia? Yep. She's only been here for four months. Um, thanks for the news, Aaron. Mia! Anne! <laughs> Congratulations, I heard the news. Thanks, Anne. You seem shocked. Well, frankly, yes, I am. I never thought he could actually talk his way into marriage. 
In this century, anyway. <laughs> well, Anne, seems Paul is not only slow in talking, he is slow in so many wonderful ways. If you get my meaning. Oh, oh, Mia! Oh, wow. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Anne, I would slowly forget about that little. Slow-talking Steiger nickname for Paul, if I were you. You understand, don't you? Um, yes, Mia. Good. Bye, Anne. You know your way out. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Brought to you by the slow talkers. Foundation. Let me just say it was a pleasure having all of you on my show, the group Milkweed. Thank you so much, Bree. This interview will be on our podcast, but also the link to Milkweed. Let me just say it was a pleasure having all of you on my show, the group Milkweed. Thank you so much, Bree. This interview will be on our podcast, but also the link to Milkweed and the upcoming concerts, including the very special Oneonta concert on March 19th, is up on our website under Musicians, and it's going to be under Milkweed. You can go right onto their website from our website and find all the information. And just go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com. So... I just want to thank you all for being on my show again. And I, this this song says it all, Family Tree. Joey, tell me what it's about. It just talks about not taking your family for granted and recognizing the things that were passed on to you and uh, celebrating that fact. Family Tree. Yeah. Uh-huh.
me the silver rings My brother didn't pass me the silver rings And we grow up in the shadows Grow up in the shadows of our father's love That's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 20,000 plus listeners and growing. That we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.